0: Hello, everyone. My name is Andrew.
1: And my name is Anna.
0: And you're listening to the Culips English Podcast. Hello there everyone, welcome back to Culeps. This is Chatterbox, which is the Culebs series for intermediate and advanced English learners that features natural, unedited conversations between native speakers about an interesting topic. And today, to help me with this episode, I'm joined by my co-host Anna. Hello there, Anna. How are you?
1: I'm very well, thank you, Andrew. And yourself?
0: I'm doing great, and I think we have a fun topic to talk about today, maybe a little bit depressing for some people, maybe a little bit encouraging for other people. I guess it really depends on your personal situation, but today we are going to talk about a research study that proved that gray hair is caused by stress and that also gray hair is reversible. So it's an interesting study, and it brings up a lot of questions about aging and also anti-aging. And that's what we're going to focus our conversation around today. So I think it'll be a fun one.
1: Yes, I think perhaps this is the best research study done ever. <laughs> the, the reversible news is great, so I can't wait to, to explore it in a little bit
0: more detail. Awesome. So we'll get to that conversation in just a moment. But before we do, we should let all of our listeners know that there is a transcript and study guide available for this episode. So everyone, if you want to follow along with the transcript and do the study guide exercises at the end of the episode after listening to us here today, then just visit our website, QLips.com, to pick up the study guide and study with it.
1: We also wanted to give a shout out to our listener Prasanthi from India. I hope I've pronounced that well. Who left us a nice comment and a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. You wrote the best English podcast. Oh, Thank you guys for this wonderful podcast. Double exclamation mark.
0: Well, thank you very much for that review, Prasanthi. It's great to hear that you enjoy our podcast. And uh, I like the review, Anna. Short but sweet. (laughs) And everyone, we really do appreciate it when you support q by leaving us a five-star rating and a nice little review on Apple Podcasts or whatever your favorite podcast app is. It really just helps us spread the word about Qloops and helps other English learners from around the world find us and learn English with us. So if you could take just a moment to leave us a rating and a review, we would really, really appreciate it. And with that being said, Anna, I think it's time for us to get into our main topic for today, which is this groundbreaking research study out of Columbia University. Could you just kind of break it down for us and explain what the researchers were studying and what the results of the study were?
1: Yeah, of course. So I'm really interested in this piece of research. And I think a lot of people will be maybe as you said, be very happy or maybe a little bit depressed with the outcome of this of this research. So it was done by a team of researchers from Columbia University in New York. And one of the key things they demonstrated was that hair turning gray is caused by stress. I mean... I don't think there's much of a surprise there. I think that was something that was already quite well known or something, a belief, a common belief that a lot of people had is that, look, if you're stressed, you're gonna get gray hair. It's certainly something that that I believed. But I think the most interesting thing for me that came out of this, which I think most people maybe didn't know, is that it can also be reversed. This is something that they they proved with this research. So if you remove the stress, if you take away the stress, out of your life, then actually maybe your hair can return to its natural color again. At the root, a hair that is already gray is not going to turn brown again, okay? But it's going to grow again with color rather than being gray. I think that's correct. I'm slightly skeptical, but I mean, it sounds great, right?
0: Yeah, it's very interesting. So this study was done by a team of researchers from Columbia University, and they, for the first time, quantitatively demonstrated that gray hair is caused by stress. And as you mentioned earlier there, Anna, it's kind of like an old wives' tale. Everybody already kind of instinctively knew this, but this team, they were the first to quantitatively demonstrate it. And this is a word that I think we should break down for our listeners because it's a little bit difficult and maybe some people don't know what it means, but we use it often when talking about scientific studies. So there are two kinds of research studies, more than that, actually, but I'll just break down two kinds. And the first that I wanna talk about is a quantitative study. And this is when researchers are taking a very scientific approach and measuring something and recording facts and figures, and they have numerical data to support their research. So I imagine that the scientists in this study were getting hair samples, maybe from people who were relaxed and then stressed and then relaxed again, and they were comparing the samples and measuring them and writing down all of the data at these different points. So this kind of study is what we would call a quantitative study. Now the other kind of study that is common in research is a qualitative study. And qualitative studies are where you interview people and you get opinions and stories. And it's not really concerned about numbers, but more about opinions and how people think and feel. So here, the study that we're talking about today, about gray hair and its reversal, this is a quantitative study. I mean, of course, we could try and prove it wrong, but it's a very strong result, right? Because they have numbers and data to support their findings. So I thought that it was really interesting that this study showed that for the first time, what we all felt was true is actually true, and that gray hair is caused by stress. However, the really, really interesting finding here is that it can all be reversed. Now, I had no idea that gray hair could be reversed and returned to its original color. What about you, Anna? Did you ever think that this was possible? I mean, other than dyeing your hair, of course.
1: Not at all. So I think for me, this is the most interesting part. But I think an important thing to mention is the co-author of the study, Martin Pickard, um, did say that not, all gray hair can be reversed. So if your hair has been gray longer than, for example, I don't know, 20 years, it's unlikely that your hair is going to return to its natural color. So I guess for me, it's like a beacon of hope. I don't know. Um, I started seeing a couple of gray hairs over the past year um I went to my hairdressers and they actually said that a lot of people have been coming there saying I've had a lot of gray hairs over the past year and it's been a really stressful time for a lot of people so actually it it makes complete sense so there's still hope if I relax and I chill my hair is going to come back or my ha- strands of hair are going to come back with my with my brown hair color so there's hope
0: <laughs> well And our listeners can't see me right now, but I actually have quite a bit of gray hair. And I'm only 37 years old, but I think compared to most of my friends, I have a lot more gray hair than most of my friends who are the same age as me. I have gray hair on my face, in my beard, especially at the front on my chin. It's almost completely white. My chin is almost completely white whereas the rest of my beard is still its natural kind of dark brown color. Now, my head is a whole different situation because I have lost most of my hair, unfortunately. But if I were to grow out my hair, I still do have a lot of hair on the sides of my heads. Not so much on the top, but a lot on the sides, but it's all gray around the sides too. So I'm not exactly sure, but I think I started going gray in my early 30s, maybe when I was 31 or 32, and I don't recall having an extremely stressful event, like I don't think there was anything that triggered it exactly, other than probably just that I was doing a lot at the same time. I was working, I was really active in a bunch of different hobbies. I was going to grad school. I was doing culips. I had a lot on my plate at the same time. In my personal life, it was a bit hectic as well. So maybe that caused it. But yeah, I, I'm thankful and optimistic that maybe it can go back to its original color if I were just to relax for a while. Because like we said, you know, 30 years, 20 years, maybe this is too long but it's only been like five or six years. So maybe, maybe there's a chance that I could go back to the original color.
1: I'm, I'm kind of similar actually. I, um, I started getting a couple of gray hairs last year, which actually makes kind of complete sense because I've gone through quite a stressful period in my life where I've been starting new things. And so that kind of makes complete sense. I've been working a lot. Also, the problem when you have brown hair, you, you guys can't see me, but I have, um, dark, dark brown hair, really dark brown hair. Actually, it's almost, it almost looks, looks black. So it's actually very obvious when you have gray hair and you have dark hair. Um, I think when you have blonde hair, it can be a little bit easier or a lighter hair color to blend in. Mm -hmm. So I have like the odd one here or there and they're, they're like really obvious, but I'm also not terribly bothered about it at the moment you know there are things you can do you can dye your hair you can so it doesn't bother me too much now but maybe if I have more maybe it would um, bother me a little bit more but I also think it's just part of the process that something that has to happen but I'm sure maybe some people are more affected by it than than others
0: Yeah, it's very interesting to hear um, that you were so concerned about getting just one gray hair, because I feel like I got so many at the same time, and it didn't bother me at all. Like I didn't really care at all. And I'm wondering if there is, you know, a difference between men going gray and women going gray and... Um, you know, there are a lot of very famous celebrities that have gray hair, like George Clooney comes to mind. And we even have this expression, a silver fox, which is uh what we could call like an older, handsome man who has gray hair. So I'm wondering if that's what I was thinking, like, oh, maybe now I look older and more mature and more like, you know, a George Clooney type guy. And maybe that's why I wasn't stressed about it at all. I'm, I'm not so sure. So maybe that's my perspective that getting older and going gray actually makes me potentially look even more attractive. But in your perspective, Anna, do you think that going gray makes people turn more attractive or makes people look older and less attractive?
1: It's a difficult one. I mean, it depends. I'm thinking of some famous people as well, like Meryl Streep, for example. Mm. Meryl Streep has has gray hair. So there's loads of like famous people and actresses that have gray hair that, you know, they rock it, they look amazing. So I think it just depends for some people, I guess, going or turning gray is going to be a really negative thing. And they're going to see it as a really bad, you know, sign of aging. And maybe they feel really self-conscious about it. I can understand that um, feeling self-conscious. And maybe some people just like you, they just take it in their stride and they think, well, you know, it's, it's part of life. So for me, at the moment, I don't feel too self-conscious about it, but maybe in the future I will. So I think, I don't know, I think it depends on on the individual and how they, how they feel about aging. Some people are really self-conscious about it and they wanna do everything they can to stop it. And other people embrace it. And some people are in the middle.
0: Yeah, I guess I would be in the middle. I think I don't really mind too much about the gray hair um or even really losing my hair and going bald doesn't really bother me too much which i think some people find surprising but uh, it doesn't honestly doesn't really bother me too much at all however uh some other kinds of aging i think would bother me for example if it became difficult for me to walk like you know, I'm 37 now. Obviously that's not old. I'm still young. I know that we'll have older listeners tuning into this episode that are laughing at me for complaining about getting old because I'm I'm still in <laughs> the first half of my life, shall we say. But You know, sometimes from time to time, you do have some little aches and pains and going forward as I age, I don't want to have those. I don't want to have mobility issues that make it painful for me to get around walking from place to place or standing up, sitting down. This kind of aging, I want to try and do my best to avoid. So it's like the physical aspects of aging. I really want to prevent as much as possible. But on the vanity side of things, it doesn't really bother me if I look old as long as I don't feel old. I guess that's what I'm trying to communicate.
1: That's a really good point. And I I totally agree with you. I think it's worth a lot investing in your future health by working on your habits and making sure that you do exercise and you maintain a healthy diet, because all of those things are going to pay dividends in the future. If you have good habits now, um, in the future, when you're older, you maybe you won't have problems with your joints, you'll be healthier, you, you might live longer, I mean, to, to put it bluntly. So it's really important. And I remember my grandmother said something to my mom, and she said, it's no fun getting old, because you can't do the same things you did before, as you mentioned before about mobility. So you're still the same soul or the person inside, but, you know, you get tired, you, you know, you can't do the same things you did before, you know, maybe you need a support or a a walking stick. So I think you have to make the most of the time when you're you're in good health and you feel like you can do all the things you want to do. But in terms of the vanity side, I have to say that it's funny, when you're younger, and you're in your 20s, you're like, whatever, I don't care about aging, because you know, you're you're young. And, you know, everything's better when you're younger. I think a lot of people would probably agree with that. But when you start getting a little bit older, and then I've turned 30 this year, you know, you do start to notice, okay, I'm changing, like, I'm, I'm not quite the same as I, as I was. So I think maybe I will become more conscious about it as I get older, but, you know, I think you have to try and remember it's just, you're young once and then you get older. I mean, it happens to everybody. Nobody escapes that aging process, unfortunately. Well, no, I mean, there are some great things as well to come out of getting older. I think personally for me, just about being older and more mature and being a little bit wiser, I think those are the best things about aging and becoming older.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think that studies like this may become more and more common as people start to focus more on anti-aging and how we can reverse the clock, the aging clock, and also how we can live longer. Because I think there are going to be a lot of technological advances in you know, the next several years and maybe the next couple of decades that might be just perfect timing for us, Anna, you know, like uh, 20 years from now, 30 years from now, when we're turning, you know, 60 and 70 years old, it might be the perfect time where we could just take a pill and then suddenly return to our 20s or 30s, at least in the physical condition. And who knows about, you know, our length of life. Like I I kind of feel like there are probably some people on the planet living today that may live to like 150 years old. I don't think it's outside of the realm of possibilities uh, with all of the amazing technological advances that we're making uh, these days. So we'll have to see what happens, but I think this is just really the tip of the iceberg when it comes to this topic.
1: Yeah. Maybe in the future we will be able to, I don't know, take a pill or put on a face mask and it will eliminate all wrinkles or, or whatever. So yeah, maybe we'll benefit from from those uh those technologies in the future but I think for now I think the the focus has got to be like just keeping healthy I think it's such basic advice or basic thought but it really is true you know if you look after your diet and you know you drink a lot of water for example makes your skin very clear if you try and make sure that you don't have too much stress then maybe you won't get as much gray hair so it's actually quite within our control in some respect. You know, we can, we can try and combat these things just by the way that we live our lives. So again, it's, I think it's, it's in our control definitely to, to help these things and to give ourselves the best shot in terms of, uh, gray hair. If people are worried about that. <laughs>
0: Well, this was a really interesting conversation, but I think we will leave it at here for now. But listeners, we'd love to hear from you and to hear about what you think about this topic. So if you have something to add, if you have an opinion to share with us, we would encourage you to get in touch with us. Our email address is contact at And please don't be shy. Feel free to send us an email because we really do love hearing from you. And if you enjoy QLips and find us helpful for improving your English skills, then we would appreciate it if you could support us. And there are several ways that you can do that. The best way is to sign up and become a qlips member on our website qlips.com once you're a member you'll have access to a ton of resources that will help improve your english such as access to our full study guide library plus much much more so to check out all of the details and to sign up Just visit QLOOPS.com. But that's not the only way that you can support us. You could also tell your friends who are learning English to check out QLOOPS. You could follow us on social media and you could leave us a five-star rating and a nice comment on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. So that brings us to the end of this episode, but we'll be back soon with another one. And we'll talk to you then. Goodbye, everyone.
1: Bye everyone.